Lights, camera, action. Hey guys. Welcome back to the podcast. We are super excited. Well, at least I am. I don't know about John. I can't speak for him, but I am super excited <laughs> because we are covering one of my favorite movies. Hey, I I can't complain. It's a good movie. It's a classic. It's I don't know if I I think a lot of people have it as one of their favorite movies. Um, it's, it's, just, it's a nostalgic it's a movie. It's a nostalgic movie. It's a classic movie. It's a movie for the whole family. Anybody can enjoy it. Enjoy it. Like, yes. I don't have any complaints. It's definitely not like one of my favorites, but it is. I'll watch it anytime. Yeah. I guess we should probably tell you what it is. It is Princess Diaries. So kind of a major pivot from last week. Um, last week we covered Saving Private Ryan. So if you haven't checked that out yet and you are... Um, of age it is rated r but um make sure you check that out and um i think we're good to get started all right so um princess diaries was released um in july sorry princess diaries was released on july 29th 2001 it was directed by gary marshall it is starring Anne Hathaway, Julie Andrews, Heather, Mad- I might say this wrong, M- Madar- Matarazzo. Matarazzo, thank you. Yep. Robert Schwartzman, Hector Elizondo, and Kathleen Marshall. It was distributed by Walt Disney Studios. It has a runtime of one hour and 50 minutes. It's rated G. It has a budget or had a budget of $26 million and box office total was $165.3 million. Nice. There is one actress you forgot to include. Oh, really? Who did I forget? She's she's a <gasps> big star now, but like she was a minor character in the movie. Uh, Mandy Moore. Oh, well, that's not who I was thinking. I forgot. I forgot to include um, Mia's mom. Oh, I couldn't even tell you who that is, uh, like who plays her. But yes, Mandy Moore plays uh, Mia's high school rival, the cheerleader that's kind of mean to her. Um, But anyways. Yes, you're right. I did forget her. And let's see. Well, I can't even find her mom in the cast, so I'm sure if I looked harder, I could find her, but. It's fine. Moving okay. On. Anyways, <laughs> um, let's move on to fun facts. So my first fun fact is that Princess Diaries was Anne Hathaway's first movie role. Um, so this was kind of her big debut. She had been on TV shows before, but um, as far as I know, had never been in a movie. No, so, this was her big break. Yes. Um, the only thing I found, she was on one TV show um, where she was a main cast member and it was like a very short series. It wasn't very successful or anything. So she was relatively unknown at the time. And I mean, what a way to get started on your acting career through Princess Diaries. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I, I don't know that I've ever met anybody who not not that I'm talking about Princess Diaries all the time. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if it does get brought up with people um, that aren't like my family that I know like it. I've never heard anybody say like, oh man, that movie stinks. You know, yeah, everybody yeah. likes it and loves it and is able to quote something or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, also to have like her first major role be a, or her first role 
be yeah. like a main character in a movie. That's right. pretty cool. Alongside Julie Andrews. Yeah, really. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so my next fact is something that I've always wondered about, and I guess I just never thought to look it up, but in the scene when Lily and Mia are like pacing up and down the bleachers, I think they're talking about, um, I think Lily's talking to her about like how, why she should be on her cable show or something like that. I can't remember. Yes. But they're also talking about whether or not she should be a princess. Yes. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, so in that scene, Mia like falls and, um, basically like just kind of laughs it off and gets back up. And I've always wondered, I'm like, I wonder if that was like unplanned, like, It doesn't like I couldn't really think of a reason why that would be included, you know, right. Unless it was just to accentuate like how Mia is a clumsy person. Right. Um, But it just seemed kind of random. And sure enough, it was an accident. And they just decided to keep it in there because, I mean, Anne Hathaway very quickly recovered and they just kept on going with the scene and it made the director laugh and he just decided to keep it in. Yes. There were also a couple other improvised scenes that I thought were pretty good. Um, one of them being where Lily is walking down the street and she yells like, no, I'm not talking to you or whatever she says. It's towards the beginning of the movie. Oh, uh, what does she say? She says, no, not you. I don't even know you. Yes. I think that's what she says. That is probably my favorite Lily line too. It makes me laugh every time. One of my favorites. Yes. That one's pretty good. That was improvised. Um, and I had a couple other, but a couple other scenes that I knew were improvised, but I don't remember them off the top of my head. Well, you were telling um, me about when the guy's arm catches on fire. Oh, yes. So at the dinner, um, like Mia's first outing as the princess, like uh, they, the gentleman sitting next to her, his arm catches on fire and she grabs his arm and puts it in an ice bucket. Well, um... That was part of the script. However, his arm stayed on fire. And so she grabbed that uh, glass of water and threw it on him. And that was improvised, but it stayed in. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I thought I had one more, but I don't you remember. Did. It was um, when the, I, I'm blanking on his name now, but the guy came to give her the makeover. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I don't remember what his name is either, but he's like the the makeup artist or whatever he comes and he sees her for the first time. And when he looks at her, he shrieks and that was also improvised. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. My next fact is that there were four different cats used to play fat Louie. And one of them was Anne Hathaway's pet cat in real life. Yeah. That's wild. I saw that one of them, like his job was only to lay around. Yes. Yeah. They each had a different role. Yes. They all had specific jobs. One was meant to be carried by Anne. One did stunts. One, yeah, which really, (laughs) I mean, really, but anyways, yeah. Um, next, um, I didn't find many casting details, but one that I did find was that Liv Tyler almost played Mia. There were actually a lot of actresses that were considered Really? I wonder why I didn't find those. Do you not? Okay. Well, I have the list. Liv Tyler is the Um, only one that I have. Really? Okay. Well, I went over this in my notes. I didn't write it down just because I knew that, or I figured you'd probably have some of it, but there were some big names that were considered. So Reese Witherspoon, Kirsten Dunst, um, Jessica Biel, 
um, Kate Hudson, Karen Diaz, Drew Barrymore, um, Katie Holmes, um, Kate Beckinsale, and then Liv Tyler was the front runner. Yes. So Mm -hmm. all of those girls auditioned or were offered the role or considered the role, but Liv Tyler was the front runner. And I also saw that Christy Carlson Romano, um, who, fun fact, if you don't know who that is, she voiced Kim Possible on uh, the Disney TV show, Kim Possible. Mm -hmm. Um, She was also a favorite from Disney, like before production had started. But she was unable to audition due to a uh, her commitment because of the filming schedule for Even Stevens. Mm, gotcha. So she was unable to audition. But I always thought as a kid watching this movie that Anne Hathaway and uh, Christy Carlson Romano looked similar, which I mean, not really, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit. But I always remember thinking that, oh, yeah, she could she could play this role well. So it's funny funny to learn now that she was considered by Disney or that they wanted her. Yeah. Um, My next fact is that um, when Michael's band performs, you know, they're in the auto shop and, you know, the iconic M&Ms on the keyboard and everything. When they're performing, they're singing a song called Blue Side by um, Robert Schwartzman's real life band called Rooney and Robert Schwartzman is the one who plays Michael. So I thought that was cool that um, they're singing a song by his band. And I believe at least a couple, maybe all of the band members in that scene are part of his band too. Yes, I believe so. Um, Next, um, if you guys didn't know this, uh, this movie was actually based on a book. Um, Was it called the princess diaries? I don't think it, I think it was, was it? Okay. I I might be wrong, but Um, So in the books, Mia's father actually isn't dead like he is in the movie. And her dad actually plays a really important role in her story in the books. But it turns out that um, when they were, you know, making the script up for um, this movie, they wanted to give Julie Andrews a more significant role. So they let her take on a lot of the lines that her dad said in the book um next the romance between Clarice and Joe was not originally in the script the chemistry between Julie Andrews and Hector was pretty clear right away and they actually were the ones who pushed for a romantic storyline between their characters and I'm really glad they did because even though it's like a small side story I love like all the scenes between them yeah, I do too. I think it's a really sweet inclusion. Like, uh, it, it doesn't feel like it distracts from the story. Mm-hmm. You know, it I, it goes over really well. I appreciate it. It's just, it's a cute little side story. Mm-hmm. I've, and I think it's cool that it wasn't part of the script and that it was because of um, at their table reads that they felt like there was just a good dynamic there and they lobbied for that and they kind of changed the script for it. Yeah. Um, my next one is that the scene at the Genovian ball when the mayor is getting interviewed. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's like when they're out and, um, I think like it's a reporter that's with him and they ask something about the rain and he was like, 
it never comes down on Willie Brown or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, that was actually the real mayor of San Francisco at the time. So yes. I thought that was cool that he was featured in there. Yeah, I did see that. Um, and then my last fact is that um, the twin girls that Mia gave autographs to were actually Gary Marshall's granddaughters, who was the director. And then Clarice's secretary, Charlotte, is played by Gary Marshall's daughter. So I also thought that was neat that he included several family members in there. And I believe he is all he also makes like a small appearance in the movie at some point too. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it might be towards the end of the film he can be seen. Yes. Um at the uh the big ball, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. That's all I've got. Okay, cool. Well, I have some production details. Um I kept it somewhat limited, um, but we'll just go for it. So principal photography took place from September to December in 2000. Um, The movie was filmed on stage number two at Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, California, which is the same soundstage that Mary Poppins was filmed on in the 1960s. And that is important because for those of you who do not know, Julie Andrews starred in Mary Poppins. Um, And because Mary Poppins was such a smash hit and then she later was able to film another big movie for Disney on it, the soundstage was renamed the Julie Andrews stage in honor of her, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I saw that. I think that's an awesome connection. I'm I'm glad that they named it after her. I love Julie Andrews. Yes, definitely a, a big honor. And I think it's cool that they they did that for her um, while shooting the film to help Anne Hathaway feel more comfortable on set. Keep in mind, this was her first big film. This was her first film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was her big break. So to help her feel more comfortable on set, there were many props on set from her personal life. Um, so I know you touched on the, one of the cats was her actual cat. Mm-hmm. Another fun one is that the picture of her of Mia's late father is actually a picture of Anne Hathaway's real dad, Gerald Hathaway. Um, Gerald also briefly portrays Mia's dad in a flashback scene where he's writing a letter to Mia. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, before undergoing the princess transformation in the film where she gets the big makeover and everything, um, Anne Hathaway had to wear a wig, which they referred to as the beast on Mm -hmm. set. Um, and she also wore false eyebrows, which they did this because they wanted the makeover to appear more dramatic. Um, interestingly enough about the eyebrows, um, they required one hour to apply, um, because each strand of hair was glued to her brow individually. I saw that. I can't imagine. I wonder if it like hurt take like taking... (laughs) that off each time like having to pluck each one off or something no i'm sure they probably gave her like a solvent that she could use that's true because i mean it's you know it's like uh, industry makeup and whatnot it's- yeah um also backtracking to the last thing you said do you know because um her dad um like 
when she's reading the letter from him, mm-hmm. you can hear his voice. Do you know if that was her dad's voice too? Like I didn't speaking see in a British on accent. That, but I'd have to imagine it was. I mean, they had him shoot the scene. I can't imagine they would have somebody else do a voiceover for it. Well, I just wondered because you don't see his mouth moving or anything. You just see him writing. So you never know. But (laughs) yeah, you never know. But I would have it's they got him on set. Why would they not? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's not impossible for that. They had somebody else. I would just assume that they they did. Um, And then last but not least, um, the tiaras that Julie Andrews and Anne Hathaway wear on the or in the film uh, were custom made. So the tiara that Julie Andrews wears consists of half a million dollars worth of diamonds. Um, These were loaned to the production by Harry Winston, which I have no clue who that guy was, but (laughs) evidently he was a very wealthy jeweler um, back in the day. And he had these incredible diamonds, like massive diamonds, that he he donated two of them to the Smithsonian. Wow. yeah, I guess this he was a very successful jeweler. But anyways. I'd be so scared to wear that crown. I'd be so scared I'd break it or something. Yeah. Well, she so she had that crown that was, you know, a smooth $500,000 that she was wearing, or tiara, whatever. Um, she also was wearing a 100-carat necklace comprising of four rows of diamonds. Um, and because of this a between you know the the necklace the tiara and i'm sure she had other stuff that was real uh, diamonds as well um because of this a security guard followed andrews around at all times to protect both her and the expensive jewelry yeah that's crazy yes it is um and hathaway's jewelry was comprised of fake diamonds so. yes I did, <laughs> I did see that she was not as a spoiled as julie andrews uh, i guess if they made it today she would they would she, go she would get the diamonds yeah, she's yeah. probably one of if not the biggest female actresses in the business today yeah universally love she's had all almost all of her movies have been huge successes mm-hmm. and everybody thinks of her as america's princess because mm-hmm. of the princess diaries she's america's sweetheart so yeah they definitely would spoil her today but anyways that's all i have Okay, so what would you rate this movie, 1 to 100? This is a tough one for me. Um, It's a really good movie. I don't know that we've ever done a movie on our podcast that was just a straight-up comedy. I know we did Elf, but it's also like a Christmas movie. Um, And without going through and looking back through our films, I don't know that we've done one that was just a straight-up comedy. So this is new territory for us, Um, which is funny because... We love comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many other movies, I guess. There's a lot of movies in the world. Yes. <laughs> um, so, anywho. Um, this is a good movie. It's a fun movie. Anybody can watch it. You know, there's the con. It's the content is super clean, but it's genuinely funny. It's not one of those ones where, like, you turn it on and... Um, you begrudgingly watch it because somebody else wants to mm-hmm. like it's not cheesy at yeah it's, at all, it's really. not there's no bad acting it's not corny it's not um annoying to watch it's not like too uh feminine or anything like that even though like it focuses on a princess it's genuinely funny in almost every every sequence um and 
I just love that. I'm also going to fully acknowledge that I am probably partial to this movie just because I watched it when I was little, mm-hmm. you know, like I remember watching it when I was little. I, I have two older sisters. I remember watching it with one of my sisters and my mom multiple times. Um, whenever it was on TV, you know, we'd turn it on and I, uh, I re- distinctly remember one time when I was little learning to read. So, you know, four or five, six, somewhere in that neighborhood reading or the early stages of reading, whatever. Um, I saw it on TV, like on the guide. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, mom, look, it's the princess diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just something that like my mom, my sister and I have always laughed about and quoted to each other. So it's just a it's a fun family memory in that regard because it was genuine. It wasn't like an insult. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, I would recall that and say it as an insult because I was a boy who was too good for princess diaries. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was pure silliness and orneriness. And I can recognize and admit that this is a great movie and I have no problem watching it. So a long winded, um, way to preface my score. I would say I'm going to score this as an 84. Ugh. So low. I'm sorry. It's not, I mean, it's not for any reason as far as like it's bad or it needed work in these areas. It's just um, maybe I, I'm tapping into uh, our. Your pa- boy that. No, 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 that's no, no. Too, no, no, no. I too think, manly for princess no, movies. No, 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 no. That's kidding. not it at all. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to use a little bit more of the scale while also recognizing that. I will not put this in the nineties, like on the same level as Apollo 13 and interstellar and any of those movies, not to say that it's a bad movie. It's just not in that league. Well, I am going to put this in the same level as Apollo 13 and interstellar. Okay. (laughs) I not quite as high. I don't think, but I don't know. I, I just love this movie. I always have. So I'm going to give this movie a, 91, I believe. Okay. All right. I mean, it's a solid score and I have no like challenge or disrespect to, to your score. Um, I just, maybe it's because it's lower in scope, you know, it's not, Mm -hmm. not an epic. There's nothing wrong with it. I have no critiques of this film. Hmm. And that is genuine. You would think your score would be higher than, (laughs) well, I can't give everything a 100. (laughs) Um, but no, this is a great movie. So, uh, what are some of your favorite scenes? Um, I think one would be, I really like the scene when Joe, um, like it's such a small scene, but okay. Sorry. I'm going to backtrack here. I'm going to preface this with Lily is a horrible friend. Terrible. Horrible. Like the little line about. Um, like Mia, like when Mia's like sad about her dad passing away and Lily's like, come on, I thought you were over that. What? It's been like two months. It's like, what? I think I thought she said two years. No months. Cause I'm always like, yeah. Cause I'm always like taken back. Like, oh my gosh, like this just happened. Wow. But I, I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm like 99% sure she said months, but, um, so anyways, the scene 
after, like when Lily's going off on Mia after she like, you know, she sees her for the first time with her makeup and straight hair yes. and she's got the bag that all the popular girls have and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Um, I really like the scene after that when they get out of the car to or the limo to go to school and Joe says like, um, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he just points out that he saw that Mia's crying. Yes. Um, and I just really like that scene when he's comforting her and yeah. quotes Eleanor Roosevelt and says like, it's something to the effect of no one can make you feel inferior without your consent or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's the exact quote. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I love that scene. I hate when Lily's being a terrible friend to her mm-hmm. because she is being entirely selfish, mm-hmm. focused on herself, and you know, uh, bringing her down, making her feel bad for something that like has no effect on Lily. Mm-hmm. You know, like this, and even if it did have an effect on her, it doesn't give you an excuse to be mean to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, um, it was. I love that Joe says that because it was very like short. Uh Um, it wasn't long winded or anything, but it was very loving Mm -hmm. and it was very genuine too. Um, yeah, I I think that's a cool scene. Yeah. And honestly, um, to that same note, I just, I love pretty much all of the scenes between Mia and Joe. I really like their dynamic and the relationship that they develop like early on. And I don't... I don't know if this would be the right phrase, so take it for what you will. But I feel like he almost embodies like a like a fatherly figure to her. No, I agree. Okay. Yeah. Um, And I just I don't know. I appreciate just all of their interactions. So I know that's not necessarily one scene, but just a lot of. Yeah, I like all of their scenes together. No, I agree. A hundred percent. Any scene that Joe is in, I like just because. I like Joe. Yeah. Um, I like the actor who plays Joe. Uh, what is his name? Ellen uh, Hector. Hector. Elizondo. 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 Yes. He was uh, a character on Last Man Standing, which I only watched like one or two seasons of that, but he was hilarious on that show. He was also um, a character on Grey's Anatomy. Uh, yeah. I couldn't bear to watch that show because <laughs> of the medical inaccuracies. Um, but anyways... Yes, uh, I think Joe is great, and he's very funny in other shows, but here he's he's a great character. Mm-hmm. So, anywho. Um, another scene that I like is um, when Mia shows up to the Genovian ball after Joe finds her, like, in her broke-down car. Yes. Um, and she does, like, her acceptance speech. I really like that scene. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember what Lily says, but, like, they, um, you know, Mia is sopping wet and in like a sweatshirt and, you know, like just obviously not dressed for a ball. And right. what does Lily say? She says like, why didn't we dress like that? Like we look so stupid or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I really liked that too. I thought it was funny. Yes. Um, and then also still in the Genovian ball, um, scenes, I really like all of the dance scenes afterward. Um, like when they reveal Michael showed up because like, Mia's kind of just standing there by herself in the middle of the room um, because um, Clarice, you know, was dancing with, I can't remember who it was. Yeah, he was a Genovian 
figure, yeah. someone important. I don't remember. Um, so she's dancing with someone and Mia's just standing by herself. And then Michael shows up. I really like that part. And then yeah. also I love the like dancing scenes after that, when they're playing the song miracles happen and it's just fun. So, yes. Um, and the only other, I mean, I love so many scenes I could go on and on, but the only one that comes to mind right now, um, that I wanted to add is, um, when she's at like the first, like, I don't know, like the dinner or banquet thing or whatever. And just like when everything goes wrong, um, yes. like she's sitting by that guy that we're talking about that yes. was dancing with Clarice. Um, but, uh, like she eats the like palate cleanser eats like a huge <laughs> bite of it and like starts freaking out and then you know yeah. him and the lady next to him like are like oh we need to do what she's doing and they right. do the same and it's just like yeah. i just love that and then i also love when uh eventually somehow the grapes get like launched into the air and land on that one guy's uh yeah. plate and he just starts laughing yeah it's so funny yeah i agree that whole sequence is really funny yeah and then also, sorry, one more. And then in that same part, uh, before all that happens, when uh, the, I don't know, like Scottish guy is showing uh, the queen, like the pictures of his yeah. daughters or granddaughters, I don't know. Yes. And then she's like, oh, how precious do you want to see? And he just looks at it and he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That was a lot. No, you're What are fine. some of your favorite scenes? Oh, boy. Um... Uh, the one that immediately comes to mind is when Mia and her grandma are driving and they're in her Mustang, which was recently fixed, but it's kind of uh, a junker. It's taken a lot of work to get up and running and it's maybe not in the best shape. And they're going up that famous hill in San Francisco and Mia is just struggling, mm -hmm. um, hitting the brake, hitting the gas. And I mean, just like it's a really jumpy kind of bumpy ride and then um you, you know her grandma's freaking out and, mm -hmm. and then eventually the car ends up rolling down the hill hits the trolley and then um you know people are freaking out and um I love when the police officer and the trolley driver are there and the police officer's kind of you know taking the report writing everything down and um recognizing, uh, Julie Andrews character, uh, recognizes that she has immunity, but Mia does not. Mm -hmm. So Mia is going to have to go downtown, which is going to be obviously awful for Mia. Mm -hmm. Um, but also a PR nightmare for, uh, Genovia that their new princess is going to jail. Right. Um, and so she's really quick on her feet and uses her, uh, cleverness to and uh political prowess i guess to kind of manipulate these people into allowing them to get away with it but mm -hmm. she you know she uh pretends to essentially knight these guys yeah bestows the highest uh genovian honor on them of being a part of the order of the rose mm -hmm. or something like that and uh <laughs> You know, and then the police officer is like, oh, you know, it won't be necessary to to take Mia downtown or mm -hmm. anything. And um, I, that whole sequence is hilarious just because it's like it's ridiculous. Um, 
just from a, an outside perspective looking in because you, you're in on the joke, you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but Julie Andrews really sells that for me. Yeah. Like she's just so like well-spoken and mm-hmm. she really is very much like a, a regal, f- she embodies a regal figure mm-hmm. in this movie really, really well. Very believable as a queen. Um, and also she's just well-spoken and, uh, but she also uses a lot of like, uh, physical humor in this, like body language and whatnot by looking around at the street sign and just, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you know, kind of fumbling through, figuring it out, piecing it together as she goes, like it, she sells it well, it, it pays off big time. Yeah. I also like in that scene, um, before she like dubs them, uh, that she is, you know, like talking about how like, Oh, like this city wouldn't be able to run without, you know, like right, the transportation yeah. <laughs> people or whatever. And yes. Uh, and the trolley driver is like, ma'am, we're not all that. You know, I think that's so funny. <laughs> yes. And it's also hilarious. Uh, a little callback at the end of the film when Mia's not at the ball yet mm-hmm. and her grandmother goes out there to, you know, basically talk to the crowd and let them know that she's not there and whatever. And uh, as she's getting started, she looks over the crowd and it pans to the police officer and the trolley driver and they're both waving at her. And, she's and they like, have little medals on. <laughs> yes. And she's like, oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's plenty of scenes that I think are really, really funny. I do love the scene that we found out was improvised where Lily's like, not you. I don't even know you. That's hilarious. Yeah. That is super good. Um, also I think it's hilarious when, um, word gets out that Mia is actually a princess and all the reporters are there. And then, um, the principal or uh, vice principal, Who's mm-hmm. played by Sandra O. Oh. Sandra O. Oh. Another Grey's Anatomy character. Yes. <laughs> and she, um, you know, is like freaking out like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have better China, you know, mm-hmm. and just like stuff like that. Like, it's really funny because that's how somebody would act, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, she's just a small high school vice principal and a literal queen of a country is mm-hmm. sitting in her chair. Yeah. That's wild. But um, yeah, so I think that's pretty funny, too. Um, but anywho, I mean, I think there's probably a lot of scenes that I could talk about, but those are the ones that kind of stick out to me. Yeah. One thing that I forgot to mention is that this movie was actually produced by Whitney Houston. I know. That's so crazy. The sequel was also produced by Whitney Houston. Yes. And fun fact, you know, the scene where, um, this is after Mia has been outed as a princess and the school kids have kind of had their, you know, teasing and all they've kind of tried to be mean to her, but also tried to get in good with her. All that's kind of already happened. Um, her and Lily are sitting at, I guess, lunch break out in the schoolyard mm-hmm. and Mia's eating ice cream. Mm-hmm. And then she smashes the cone into Mandy Moore's character. I think Lana is her name or, or something. It's either Anna, Hannah or Montana. Oh, okay. (laughs) I can't remember which. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. Anyways, um, that scene was uh, completely from Whitney Houston. It was not in the script. Oh, really? Yeah, she thought of it and, you know, put it into the movie. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, And I 
I think that's about all I have. I mean, I don't have a whole lot else. Is it Lana? That's, is that her name? That's what I said. Or did I say Lana? Yeah. Okay. That Yeah. I thought it was Lana. Because yeah, then I yeah. was thinking of how Lily starts chanting, Lana got combed. Yes. That's what, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Also, uh, I just, well, yeah, what? <laughs> Come on. But I have to uh, say, as a kid growing up, like with a lot of content that I would have watched that came out of the 90s, um, because that was what was on most of the time during the day. Like if I was off from school or whatever, it was reruns of 90s television or stuff that stemmed from like that 90s era. Um, What the heck to Hollywood? (laughs) You gave me all these perceptions of what high school would be like and it was all based on like southern california and what i maybe high school is like for those people but just like having lunch outside and oh yeah you're gonna have beach parties and it's gonna be this awesome party and everybody everything is so cool and that's not at all real at least not in (laughs) not not in central indiana yeah yeah. (laughs) um but anyways, it's just funny because I, I never really thought about it, but it's like every TV show, every movie that was geared towards, you know, that young um, kid age that showed you what high school would be like was like that. Mm-hmm. But anywho, is there anything else you want to add? I don't think so. I think I'm good. Okay. I don't think I have anything else either. I do think just while we're on the subject of Princess Diaries, would you say you like the first one or the second one better? I don't know that I can say right now because I've seen both of them multiple times, but it's been a long time since I've seen the second one. Yeah. So I'd want to watch it again before I make my final decision because I don't think I can fairly say right now. They're both really good. One they are thing both really good. I would say I like better about the second as opposed to this one is just like the whole high school angst. Like just with like Lily is such a jerk to her in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But I guess to be fair, to be to, to Lily's credit, she owns up to it and recognizes it and says, yeah, she says I told you I need an attitude adjustment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, which is hilarious. Yeah. But yeah. Why do you have one you like better? I don't know. I was kind of leaning towards Princess Bride. Uh, two or not princess <laughs> princess <laughs> diaries i was thinking of the princess bride yeah uh, anyways um princess diaries too mm-hmm. but i've you bring up a very valid point in that we should probably watch it before we cast our vote we can just cover it next season uh we'll see <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Um, We had a lot of fun. This was a nice change of pace. Mm -hmm. Um, I think both you and I really like action movies. Mm -hmm. Probably it's probably what we watch the most of as a couple. Yeah. Um, You know, like thrillers or action, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. We we watch a lot of those. We like those, but um, we like comedies too. And doing a comedy was a nice change of pace. So. This was fun for us. We hope you guys enjoyed it. If you like what you heard, give us a thumbs up on YouTube um, or a five-star rating on Spotify. That goes a really long way. Um, Next week, we're going to be covering an animated movie. Um, One of my favorite films in general. Um, I feel like I say that every week. (laughs) (laughs) 
probably because the the movies we cover are some of our favorite films. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, we're going to be covering The Iron Giant, which I'm stoked about. If you have not seen that film, go watch that movie. It is such a good movie, and it stems from... Um, a, the movie was written and based on a tragedy, and it's not like there aren't really bits of the real life tragedy that are interjected into the movie, but the history behind it is very interesting. Don't spoil it. We'll I'm talk not, about it next week. Yes, we will talk <laughs> about it next week. If that's at all intriguing to you, then tune back in. If you're not so sure, um, just know that the director is Brad Bird. And if you don't know who that is, he directed The Incredibles and Ratatouille, which are both absolute bangers. Um, <laughs> phenomenal movies. And this was his directorial debut. And so if you like those movies, you'll love this movie. Um, so make sure to tune back in. Yes. Oh, I forgot to mention, it is streaming currently on HBO Max as well as Sling TV. Um, if you want to watch it anywhere else, you have to rent it. But they, it is streaming there if you have either of those. So... With that, we will see you guys next week. Bye.